0: You have to love what you do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, uh, That that would be my biggest nugget because of the fact that um, for me, I love what I do and it never seems like work. Are you ready to
1: hear business stories
0: and learn effective ways
1: to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the IMCEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Steve Groom of Maryland Home Buyer. Steve, it's awesome to have you on the show.
0: Thank you very much. Good to be here.
1: Definitely. Super excited to have you on. And before we jump in, I want to read a little bit more about Steve so you can hear about all the awesome things that he's doing. And Steve is a certified realty investor, graduate of Towson University, an investor, United School of Real Estate, an author, and a lifelong Maryland resident. Prior to real estate, he worked in retail management and call center management. These experiences instilled in him a burning desire to experience and to provide superior customer service in everything that he does. Steve, are you ready to speak to the IMCL community?
0: I am looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. Well, let's do it then. So to kind of kick everything off, I want to rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started. Could you take us through your CEO story? Where we'll did you get started with all the awesome work you're doing.
0: Well, um, I think you hit on it a little bit with the bio. I uh, graduated from Towson and I got into retail management. I uh, was in retail management for a while. And then I got into call center management, uh, inbound call center management. Uh, I ran call centers for approximately eight years. And uh, around 2002, I kind of decided that I wanted to um, start my own business. It was something that uh, I'd always uh, dreamed of and, and, and hoped for. And uh, I thought uh, the situation at work was a, a good one to, uh, to make the change. And I, uh, I started in real estate 2002 and um, I've done very well. Uh, there was a rough patch uh, for me personally and professionally around 2007. Um, but, uh, since 2008, uh, been back into it full time. So, um, love what I do. And that, uh, that is the main thing in my, in my opinion, the mon- the money is gravy, but you got to like what you're doing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think so many times we forget, you know, in life and especially in business too, um, it's important of course, you know, be able to be successful and however we define success. But I think a key part, if not a foundational part that we all should kind of focus on is, is that fulfillment and making sure that we do like in our extremely passionate and feel fulfilled in, in the work that we're doing on a regular basis.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: 100%. Awesome. So I, I know um, I touched a little bit on it, you know, when I read your bio, could you take us through a little bit more on how you serve your clients and what exactly that process looks like?
0: Sure. Um, the perfect client for me would be uh, a homeowner, obviously, uh, in the Baltimore area or around uh, the Baltimore area. And um, they, would, they would either have a distressed home or they would be a, a distressed homeowner. And by that, I mean that uh, I don't deal with the same people that realtors do, um, mm-hmm. the people that have a pretty home and a pretty neighborhood and want full retail price. Uh, what we do is we help those folks that have uh, perhaps a, a bacon house or a house that needs a lot of work or an inherited house uh, those types of things and they just don't have the time the money or the patience to fix it up to please a realtor to sell it on the retail market so we buy it as is um, no hassles um, if there's a lot of stuff in there um, they can take what they want leave it behind leave everything else behind So we we try to make it as easy as possible for them to um, to be done with the house. Um, And in most cases, that's what they want. They just want to be done with the house. Um, It's become a headache. It's become a hassle. And our job is to relieve them of that headache.
1: Nice. Yeah. And, And it definitely sounds like and correct me if I'm wrong, kind of like from that distressed property standpoint, it sounds like, you know, sometimes, you know, people acquire, you know, houses or whatever in certain ways, um, and it becomes more of a burden, I guess, than an mm-hmm. opportunity. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but is that kind of like Absolutely. what happens?
0: Yeah. I mean, somebody, for example, um, say they, they live in Virginia and they own a home in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, basically, the home needs work. Um, it's uh, subject to vandalism because it's vacant. Mm-hmm. Um, they're paying the property taxes. They're paying the electricity. Uh, it's just a, it's a pain in the butt for them. Um, and they just want to be done with it. Um, so they're not necessarily looking for top dollar, they're just looking for uh, pain relief or uh, mm-hmm. problem solver. And that's basically what I am, as the problem solver uh, for their situation. And um, you know, I, I think it's a, it's, a good, good, uh, it's a good thing to do for people. Um, typically at a closing table, I'm getting um, hugs and kisses and tears and things that, uh, you know, it really makes your day um, that you've helped these people to unload this burden.
1: Yeah, that, that makes so much sense. And getting that opportunity to kind of create that win-win scenario mm-hmm. um, where, you know, you, as you said, and I'm glad you talked about that in the beginning where, you know, you said it's not necessarily, you, you know, you have, um, I guess, uh, the white picket fence, so to speak, and you have the perfect lawn. Sometimes there's a situation where it is, in fact, that burden, and you want to be able to uh, have an opportunity to, to move it where you don't necessarily, it sounds like, want to invest the time, energy, and resources mm-hmm. into it, but you get that opportunity to kind of, create that win-win opportunity where you don't have to hold on to it.
0: Right, right. And that's basically my objective is because one of the things that we try to emphasize is that we're not not here to rip you off. We're not here to take advantage of your situation. We're not going to lowball you. We're going to offer you a fair price. Um, It's not going to be retail. It's not going to be a lowball. It's going to be a fair price for the condition of the house. And in most cases, people are uh, just happy to move on.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and so what would you consider to be what I call your secret sauce, the thing you feel kind of sets you or your business apart?
0: Um, secret sauce. Um, I would say the fact that we buy houses as is without a realtor. Hmm. Um, it eliminates the, the fees, the hassles. Um, you know, like I said before, they can leave their stuff behind. Just take what you want, leave everything behind. We'll take care of it. Um, but they they get a fair price and they get a resolution to their their situation, you know, and they don't have to worry about inspections, uh, financial uh, contingencies in the contract. They don't have to wait that they there's no uncertainty. Um, they just they're just done with the property and they're so happy to be done with. Yeah, that, that
1: makes so much sense. And I feel like there's, you know, even a lesson, you know, within that for, you know, us as business owners and entrepreneurs. I think so many times we get so stuck into like what exactly we do. And there's definitely obviously importance in that. Um, you know, you're not gonna go and, and call Steve to kind of, you know, get pizza or get a hamburger or something right. like that. You know, there, there's a place for that. But I think really touching on that pain relief, that you know, frustration and understanding like that human part and what you're mm-hmm. truly solving is something that we sometimes forget when we're talking about our products and services. Or even recognizing the true value that we're providing.
0: Yeah. I think um, to add to that, um, I, I also like to, as long as I screen them properly over the phone, I do like to meet them um, because that for me is the clincher. Not that I'm, um, you know, something special, but they get to meet me, they get to um, know me a little bit, to trust me. Um, and then there's a bond there, you know, that here's the solution to my problem. Um, so you can, can make this happen, and and a lot of times people won't even call anybody else. You know, maybe I was the first person they called, or maybe uh, they 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 called off of Google, what have you. But they're not even going to pursue anybody else um, because uh, they they feel that I'm going to treat them right and I'm going to get the job done.
1: Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, and you get that opportunity when you do have that kind of more one-to-one focused connection to to really tap into that human a- aspect and develop those connections and really understand how you can, of course, solve those problems. Right. And, and and so uh, I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient?
0: I like to start the day off right. I get up early, and I try to work out every day, every morning. Um... I typically work out in the morning because of the fact that if I don't work out in the morning and uh, and plan it for later in the day, it probably doesn't happen. Right. Um, I'm too tired or I'm too busy, what have you. But if I do it first thing in the morning um, and I follow that up with a, uh, a shake, a protein shake. So. I feel like I'm starting off the day right. You know, I've got my metabolism is burning. Um, the cobwebs are, are out of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the shake is going to be a, a very nutritious shake to start off the day. Um, and it's, it's been pretty effective for me. And I've been doing it for about three years now. and It really uh, gives me energy throughout the day and uh, and uh, it helps me to to, uh, to handle whatever's coming at me. <laughs> Yeah,
1: and that's absolutely huge. And and I think t- Tony Robbins has this phrase uh, where he says, in order to win the day, you have to win the morning. Um, yeah. And I have a very similar, you know, kind of start to my day as well, too, where I try to do some type of activity in the morning and then drink that protein shake. And I think what it does, as you know, even Tony Robbins said, you know, in the quote, it starts to repel your day, where you start to really have that energy going. And, and mm-hmm. you can do those things sometimes in the beginning of the day that you may not want to do later on in the day, but it gives you that energy. So you can kind of carry that throughout the day.
0: Exactly. And I think that, uh, you know, if the stress level gets uh, a little high, you're much, much better prepared to handle it. um, If you've uh, started the day off correctly Mm. with a workout and a shake. Yeah. At least for me, at least for me, it's working.
1: I would definitely endorse that message as well on my end. It definitely makes a difference because it, it seems to me like I feel like you have more. I don't know if I wanna say control over your morning than you have the rest of your day, but I feel like the day can kind of take hold of you a lot more often, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so it becomes a little bit harder to manage and control.
0: Yeah, you can attack the day as opposed to react the to the day. You.
1: Yeah, or react to the day, I love that. So um, I wanted to ask you now for what I call a CEO nugget. So this could be a word of wisdom or piece of advice. It might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you would tell your younger business self.
0: You have to love what you do. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, that, that would be my biggest nugget because of the fact that, um, for me, I love what I do and it never seems like work. So I can put in a 10, 12 hour day and I'm not thinking of how much time that I'm spending. I'm, I'm thinking about my goals and reaching my goals. Um, and if, if you love what you do, then, then it doesn't seem like work and you're not looking at the clock and you're not waiting for five o'clock, um, so whatever you choose to do and make sure it's something that you love to do. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think so many times we we kind of get into the mindset. And I, I think that what you said speaks to an, an abundant mindset, because I think so many times we get into the either or that we have to either be successful or love what we do. When in reality, you can find both if we kind of right. think um, in right. a different way. And, and I love that because it, it, because. In most businesses, probably in life, and I think we're experiencing, a, um, you know, disruption now um, in our lives, there is going to be mm-hmm. something that happens. And I think there are going to be stresses. There are going to be ups and downs in our businesses and our lives. So why decide either or when you have an opportunity to love what you do and be successful at it? So I love right. that. Um, and I love that mindset that it speaks to.
0: I agree. I agree. It feels good to help people, you know, to, mm-hmm. to make money, but also to, uh, to do so while helping people. So uh, yeah. it doesn't
1: get any better than that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's definitely evident um, in your business and your work. And and so I want to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And we're hoping to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show, show. So Steve, what does being a CEO mean to you?
0: Uh, you know, it's it's kind of funny because I'm just getting used to that term. Um, <laughs> I've been a business owner for a long time and consider myself a business owner. Mm-hmm. But only recently have I considered myself as a CEO because I am a small business owner. Uh, Uh, with very few employees. So um, I've never really thought about myself as a CEO until recently, but um, it's funny because um, initially it was all about taking care of the income for me and my family, but now when you think about being a CEO of a a business, um, there's a responsibility or a sense of responsibility that comes with that, um, at least for me. And that is to, you know, be someone in the community that uh, that that helps others, you know, that uh, projects an image of of a good business, a good person uh, that helps people, and um, you know, sometimes I, I think about maybe donating some money, but uh, just the, the responsibility of being a, a CEO to me means a responsibility to project uh, a positive image, a positive business uh, image. To the public, that hey, you know they're not they're not out there, you know, screwing people. They're they're taking care of people and they're good and they, uh, you know, they donate money and this and that. So I think I think of that, uh, you know, j- just recently the the term CEO has uh, has become more meaningful for me. Yeah,
1: that, that makes so much sense. And and I think we sometimes don't realize like the, you know, whether whatever the title we might have or the impact that we have um, upon other people's lives. And as you said so well, even our clients and being able to, to be charitable and, and find causes that we we care about and be able to support mm-hmm. those in so many different ways. And when we start to really look at our actions and the ripple effect that we have, we start to look at that responsibility word that you said so well and that impact that we can have. And I think that's a really kind of phenomenal place to be when we start to really um, appreciate and understand and see the the uh, gravity of all the actions that we take
0: right right
1: well steve i truly appreciate that definition and that perspective um, and all the awesome work that you're doing what i wanted to do is just pass you the mic so to speak just to see if there's anything additional you can let our readers and listeners know and of course how best they can get a hold
0: of you basically i would encourage people to visit my website i think that's uh, something that would help to dispel some myths about what we do as uh, home buyers, professional home buyers. Uh, there's a lot of misperceptions out there. And uh, if they went to my website, uh, which we recently redid, there's a tab called how it works. And it's a very complete explanation as to how we come up with an offer on your house. And it's very, very detailed and shows you exactly how we arrive at the uh, offer price for your house. So I would encourage everybody to check that out. Um, and, uh, and if they need to get in touch with me, uh, my contact information is 410 410- or the website address is www.homebuyersmd.com. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you
1: so much, Steve. We will have the links and information as well in the show notes so that everybody can get a hold of you. But I appreciate all the, the the work you do, the time you took today, and, and kind of even even that reminder of not thinking either or, but uh, both, and, and thinking in that abundant mindset. So I appreciate you for doing that, creating those win win scenarios, and reminding us of how to do that as well. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you for listening to the I am CEO podcast, powered by CB Nation and Blue sixteen Media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co imceo is not just a phrase it's a community get your driven ceo gear at ceogear.co this has
0: been the imceo podcast with gresham harkless jr thank you for listening